I'm uh, Mark Johnson, and after our uh, third attempt <laughs> to get this going, uh, here we are at episode 10 of um, the uh, <laughs> Above All There's Hope podcast. Come on, Jill, you're supposed to save oh. me. Yikes, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. The name of this episode is... Who are you going to call? And we're calling our friend Kevin Kimmel. Yes. And Kevin Jimmy Kimmel Live. <laughs> I've kind of been laughing about that yeah. inside I some, myself. I have some funny stories uh, about that. Yeah, I, I bet you do. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, we're going to so. talk about, um, he's going to tell his story. And, um, which which uh, Kevin and I have discovered, um, interestingly enough, uh, our stories are very similar. We're on the same uh treatment paths i guess so same uh, track yeah so so hi kevin welcome thank you so much for being a guest for this podcast hi thanks for having me yeah yeah, yeah. so hey, hey kevin how old are you i'll be i'm 62 now okay okay just a young guy yeah you're you're a a young pup compared to <laughs> us so uh, you yeah still have a i'm number. sure yeah <laughs> so um, when, when did all this kind of start for you? Um, uh, what, um, what year was it? What was going on? Well, when it first started, I wasn't aware of it. Uh-huh. Uh, it wasn't really early detected. I would have been 50, 56 or 57. Okay. And, um, I was <clears throat> diagnosed in 2018. Oh, wow. And, um, um, when I, Kind of the story is that I, I had a, a dear friend uh, who was going through, had gone through a rough uh, bout with with prostate cancer, and and um, was was recovering, was was doing well, uh, but he was on a mission to tell, encourage guys to get checked, mm-hmm. and that made me think about it. And I had a my family doctor who I'd had for thirty some years had actually had passed away. I had a new doctor who I'd seen for a few years, and I thought, you know, I. I don't think she's been checking me for that. And, you know, Jeff's, take Jeff's suggestion. I should go and make sure I get, that I'm get checked. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I made a special appointment, went in and she's like, what you're not due for a physical. What are you doing? And I said, well, and I told her that basically I was wanting to make sure I was getting that checked. And because all I'd ever had was the old digital check. Right. Right. Yeah. And <clears throat> so she goes, no, no, it's all done with blood now. And yeah, in fact, and I told you that your PSA was high. And, but she didn't say it that way. She said, you know, that I warned you that you might have, you know, I forget exactly how she put it. I want to say pre-cancer pre, pre or, but she said the word cancer. And I said, no, you didn't tell me anything about cancer because I would have, that's a huge alarm, right? right. Because no, I told you your PSA was high. And as an audio guy and, and, and Billy Idiot, it's a dangerous combination. Yeah. I, to me, <laughs> PSA was public service in that. Sure, Yeah. <sighs> You know, it was, it was never, just wasn't in my vocabulary. It wasn't something that was discussed, you know, so I felt, of course, I felt really stupid when she said, no, I told you your PSA was high. And I'm like, what's a PSA? So she tells me this and I'm kind of sitting there going, duck, I have no recollection of this. You know, I, I'm pretty sure you didn't. And she turned to her computer and click, click, click. And yeah, 27 months ago, Mm -hmm. and I referred you to this doc. So, but I was quite busy traveling. And 
and pretty much basically healthy mm-hmm. uh, to the best of my, what I, my awareness anyway. And so I went and got checked, and it was it was fast. It was high grade, very aggressive cancer. My Gleason score after the biopsy was a was a ten, yeah. which of course was the worst. Yeah. So that was that. Yeah. We we had uh, remarkably similar paths. I didn't I didn't. Um... I mean, I didn't really know much about PSAs and things like that, and uh, uh, but uh, and my doctor right away just sent me to a urologist um, after she discovered that my PSA was high. But it was uh, uh, remarkably similar in all other all other aspects. Um, uh, the only other difference too was your your uh, scenario is. Uh, compacted over uh, over a few years, and mine was extended out over about ten years. Um, mm. But I was uh, in my I'm 68 now, uh, and I was in my uh, mid 50s, uh, same as you. And so the whole process started then for me. Um, but we're not here to talk about me. <laughs> so when you okay. when you um, when your your doctor. Uh, did she refer you to a urologist or or a cancer specialist she, or something? Yeah, she referred me to a urologist, and there's a I had a, a I have a, there's an interesting side of the story there as well that and and I don't have to take the time or, or we can include it either way. But um, there was a mix up in which doctor I saw. She referred me to one doctor. I went and I, you know, sitting there in the office waiting to to see this doctor and 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 the doctor i was surprised actually came out to the waiting area and called me back and i'm sitting there by myself totally freaked out that you know about the cancer right Mm -hmm. the big c word and and so um so this this doctor to to put it nicely didn't have good bedside manners Mm -hmm. i I, i'm not one to bite my tongue but i will for the sake of your show but he was, um, he said, uh, he just said, I'm going to go over this. I'm going to cover it. I'm going to, I'm going to cover this pretty, pretty fully. Um, no questions until I'm done. Wow. And he got out this little, yeah, this little, uh, it was like a triptych from AAA, you know, flip card thing. Talked about, you know, showing parts and talking about it and all these things. And, and I said, well, what about, and he's like, no questions. You know, I mean, like really sternly. I'm like, right, right. I mean, it was, it was like, I'm thinking, what a freaking jerk, you know? And so anyway, at that point, I'm, I'm just so wound up and pissed off. I didn't even know what to ask. And that's one of my best, my favorite questions when I don't know what to ask was how often do we get in these situations, right. whether you're buying a house for the first time or doing something for the first time, let alone dealing with cancer for the first time. So my question was, what what question am I not asking? Right. Yeah. He said I covered. He said I covered everything. We're good. You, you know. And uh, <laughs> so w- when I came back for the biopsy, um, I went and got some tests, and I came back for maybe I had the biopsy with him. I don't remember exactly. I, I forget. And mm-hmm. came back, and and I made the call to make the appointment. And this particular doctor's. Uh, there were two doctors that worked out of this office, and they had two offices in two different cities adjacent to one another. And I was calling to make an appointment with this doctor, and they said, when I said the name, and I said, yeah, I saw him on this Tuesday, you know, but he's never in that office on Tuesday. And I went, well, my, my doctor referred me to this doctor, and that's who I saw. Well, when he came out and shook my hand and introduced me, I he could have said he was 
you know, right. Jesus Christ, and I, I wouldn't have remembered, you know. And so, anyway, it was a, when I went back, and I now I see a different doctor. Now this guy I really liked, mm-hmm. um, and um, and I. So in the end, I just couldn't deal with. Um, uh, I wanted for I found a more experienced doctor in the end. There's I did my due diligence and did a ton of searching. Um, and found someone that knew the Da Vinci, you know, the, the robot uh-huh. machine um, that had done tens of thousands. And the, this guy had done hundreds. And it's like, okay, there's, right. you know, I don't like the way you guys manage your office, number one. You hooked me up with the wrong doctor when I was specifically referred to one. And you just put me with the first guy available. Right. I don't know how that got screwed up. And they denied it. And it was just a really bad start with that office. So I wasn't going back there. Right. But um, but yeah, to answer your question, sorry, I have no short answers. I was referred to. <laughs> no, I'll just I'll just correct one thing. Uh, 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 well, I, I can't correct you because it's your story. But uh, uh, we don't. Well, I don't say the big C because I don't like to dignify it uh, uh, in, in my yeah. head. So I I always call it cancer with a little C. Uh, I, yeah. I don't want to dignify it anymore. You know, it's just fair. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I don't. It's funny because I almost never say that, so I'm good. I'm totally good with that. Yeah, yeah. So I never capitalize it in anything I write, even it's even if it's the first word of a sentence. So grammatically, I could be wrong, but uh, <laughs> in my head, that's just one of one of my justifications. So, um, so, uh, so you finally got the good doctor. Um, or a, a you know a better doctor one that that knew the Da Vinci system, uh, and that's one of the things they actually recommend. Jill and I did, um, well, Jill did, did uh, a lot of research because you know my I kind of glazed over and and uh, was in freakout mode as well. We both were, but uh, she had the wherewithal to do uh, some research. And uh, one of the things that uh, she came up with was she said, "We'll find a doctor who's who's done this at least uh, seven hundred times." <laughs> and uh, the doctor we found had done it at, at that point seven thousand times. So, like you, uh, you, you know, you get somebody that's experienced with that system. Um, yes. So, so, uh, so you're you're talking to the doctor now, and. and um, what kind of? How did you get on uh, doing the the surgery as opposed to all the other treatments that are available? The radiation and yeah. The, how'd you come to the decision about what kind <coughs> of treat this cancer? Well, um, I um, you know one one thing if I could back up just a tiny bit and and it. It did help me come to the to, to the answer to the answer, and that is, you know, it's when you find out that you have cancer, or someone close to you has cancer. I imagine um, you do. You're in a tailspin, and and it's um, it's just a whirlwind of emotions yeah. and and all that stuff, and it's so overwhelming in so many fronts, and <clears throat> um, so you know we turn. We do. We turn to the internet, right? Mm-hmm. And and I think I would, if there was going to be a, a word of caution, 
I would say you have to be very, very careful what you read, right. um, what your what your source and your resources are, because there's so much bad information, and you don't know when you first start. You don't, you know, you just don't know because people sometimes you read things, and they, if it's well written, you just assume it's true, and it, it may or may not be true or true to your situation. Right. And um, so I think you have to pick your websites very carefully where you look for information. Um, so that's one thing. Um, but in uh, this friend Jeff, when I told him that my I was positive, he said, you know, he goes, man, you should talk to my doctor. He's great. He's the head of urology at one of the big Texas universities. This German guy, his name was Klaus. And I'll never forget when they called me. I, I, for years I did the, uh, I worked the Montreal Jazz Festival and I was in, I was in a restaurant in Montreal, uh, and I went out on the street, get out of the restaurant when I saw the, the hospital calling and uh, the doctor's office when I found out. And and uh, anyway, so I talked talk to this guy, Jeff, my friend, and uh, who unfortunately since has passed from it as he came back. But but um, he said, let me let me see if my doctor will talk to you because he's great. He might be able to give you some direction, even if it's not even if it doesn't make sense to come down here. But if if it's if it does, then he's worth it. So. I called, he gave me his number and I called and this doctor, he answers and I'm kind of hearing some beeping in the background. I was like, hello, you know, I can't really do a German accent. And I'm, is this is Klaus, you know, and, and I said, uh, told him who I was and who I knew. He goes, oh, yes, yes, I haven't had time to look here. And anyway, so we're talking for a minute or two and um, turns out he was in the middle of surgery. Oh, and he could and on Da Vinci, and he called, and he answered the call. So part of me says, I want that doctor because he's going to take my call. And then part of me says, I don't want that doctor because he should be focusing on what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a kind of a surreal sensation while spinning in circles on the curb of you know the street right. in Old Town, Montreal. It was yeah. so bizarre. But but it was really great. And he he said, you know, I'm in the middle of this. Let me let's talk later. I should I need to review your stuff. So I sent him sent him the results and. He, he called me and um, we talked about it and he said, he said, look, you, they measure this with a Gleason score when you get your biopsy and it's measured one to 10. And the way I remember it being explained to me and I could be wrong, but this is what I remember was that one to five is basically, you know, they just watch it, probably mm -hmm. treatable mm -hmm. over the shelf, six through 10, you know, they watch it. Well, my number was 10 right. and he, with, with uh, other information that was, came from the biopsy said, this is. This is a high-grade, very aggressive cancer, and what, what I can tell you what's going to happen and what you need. He said, you need to have the surgery. You should have it soon. Um, and then you will have, <clears throat> excuse me, you'll have, uh, you'll have 40, probably, you know, 35, 40 radiation treatments, <clears throat> excuse me, and, and uh, two years, one and a half, probably two years of hormonal therapy. And um, so... Um, and he said, because of all the treatments and stuff, it doesn't make sense to come to Texas. So, but I've always subscribed to, to find the best doctor that my insurance will pay for, mm -hmm. even if it does mean some travel and it's not too inconvenient on myself and whoever's helping you. So in this case would have been my wife. Mm -hmm. So, um, I had a pretty good sense of what a major university head of urology you know, the doctor told me uh, about what, what to anticipate and what he thought I needed. 
and if we're just going to stick with Western medicine. Um, so that was that was where I got that and the idea that it probably needed to, because of the aggressive nature of it and how long it had gone, that I should um, not mess around. I I also looked into some alternative things, uh, a few different ones, none of which seemed satisfactory to me with any type of data to back up their their success in this type of a treatment or for this particular cancer. So I was completely open to doing alternative things, but at that time there wasn't uh, stem cell stuff available to me. At least I didn't find it. Um, and and or that may not be the best example, but you know, some of the newer, newer things that are available today. So, so I didn't, I didn't want to mess around. I was scared. And so I, uh, I did some more research and found an excellent doctor. And, uh, that's how I came to that. Okay. Yeah. So that's, that's an interesting, um, that your, uh, your, your <coughs> excuse me. No, it's, no, I got the coughs. Um, that your, your surgeon kind of prescribed the whole course of treatment for you. Um, it wasn't laid out for me like that. Um, and, and, uh, listeners of the podcast will know kind of how it's laid out and we review it at, at various times and I won't go into that now, but it's, it's kind of interesting, but I guess, like I said, everything seems to be compacted, um, uh, for you. So how, how did it, how did it go? How did the surgery go? And, and, uh, um, you know, how's it going right now? So the doctor, um, so the doctor that laid it out was my friend Jeff's doctor, right? And then my doctor, when I did get, you know, a good referral and I went to this doctor, um, and he was great and it was uh, pretty much identical, 40, 40 weeks, I'm sorry, 40 radiation treatments and two years of hormonal therapy mm-hmm. after post-surgery. Um, he said he thought it went pretty well. Um, he, um, it was, it, it, you know, they can't, you don't hear prostate cancer talked about too often um, in stages like other cancers, but he right. said, it, I noticed at, that. right. Mm-hmm. But, but they can after the surgery, then they mm-hmm. can see what was going on. Mm-hmm. So he said it was stage three and, um, Give me some more details, which I don't remember exactly about, you know, the quadrants that were affected and things mm-hmm. like that. But, um, and um, later mm-hmm. on, we found we discovered that there was one, one. Um, uh, oh, it's a gland. What's the gland? It got to one gland. I can't now. I can blanking note. on the. Gland. Yeah, it got to. It, so it mostly stayed down in that cavity, but mm-hmm. it, it did get out. And it got to one lymph node, which that's the Golden Gate Bridge, right? right. And uh, right. so I just figured it was just a matter of time. Mm-hmm. And um, so that was August of 18. And I was living in California at the time. And um, uh, in late in, let's see, I guess it would have been late in 19. Um, my wife and I had been talking about possibly relocating to Pennsylvania, where I was originally from. Mm-hmm. And where my job, my the company I worked for had a shop that was unmanned mm-hmm. and probably, probably should be manned. And I, I said, hey, what if I move? And it took a long time to convince him. But but once I did, then then I had to find a urologist in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And let me, let me tell you, 
it's that's that wasn't easy to do. I mean, mm-hmm. you can look it up, you can find them online all day long, and you look, you try to get referrals, and I, whether I went to the whether I went to the uh, uh, the the insurance uh, site where they listed who was in, you know, and the, how many stars or how many checks they got or whatever, however you want to evaluate it, and it was always like six or eight. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm thinking, okay, that's a wife and staff, right? Because you know. And it's not like men sit around and talk about what a great experience they had at the urologist's office. Mm-hmm. You know, it just right. doesn't. Right. And I didn't really, I didn't know anybody here in this area where I moved to. And I moved in April of 20. So it's not like I could even go out and talk to anybody because everybody's staying inside. Right. So, um, and I was in trying to do In the midst of the all. pandemic, basically. Well, at the beginning of it. And, yeah. and actually, and I was trying to get all this set up from California before I moved because the move had to happen based on timing of getting that first appointment, having to wait six weeks to get in mm-hmm. for someone that's taking new patients and, and, and will they see them in person and all that kind of stuff. And then, and then get going to get my next treatment, which would be some weeks, if not a month later. Oh so anyway, so it, it took a lot of, yeah. yeah, it took a lot of planning out front. I, I finally found someone and I, Ended up picking. He wasn't the closest guy, but he, but he was the head of urology at at, at a major university, mm-hmm. at Penn State and Hershey. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, and um, so <clears throat> saw him. And you know the interesting thing about this is, so I saw him, and and my wife and I, my wife um, always goes to my my treatments. Would always go to my treatments with me, mm-hmm. and at least my quarterly treatments. She wasn't going to the you know daily to the radiation treatments, right, but right. and and. Uh, got in there and we talked and in this initial meeting he said you know looking at your history you know with what your gleason score was and the aggressive nature and that you had the radical surgery and and you've had the 40 radiation treatments and you've been on this hormonal therapy for a year and a half now um he said the the 40 radiation treatments and a year and a half of 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 the hormonal therapy is what we prescribe for people who don't go through the surgery and you went through the surgery and this he goes we don't have the data to show that that's necessary, so I'm going to pull you off your 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 treatment. Hmm. Which, which in one way, it, I talk about a mix of emotions because I I did a deep dive into finding and has some, a great referral to the doctor I I had in California and was very comfortable with him. And once you go down that path, especially if you did your due diligence, but even if you don't, once you put your trust in a surgeon like this, especially I think a cancer or any serious situation in the medical field, you pick that specialist. You you have full faith in them, hopefully, right? right? And you right. you you follow their lead. You do what they say, and you believe what they what that is, unless you have some reason not to, right? Whether you're having side effects or that you didn't expect or something else, and so you th- you put yourself into good care and you go with it. So now I think that I put myself into good care, and it's I'm getting a different story. Mm-hmm. And I broke down. I mean, I broke down and started crying because I was going to, I was going to six months sooner. My side effects were going to go away. Mm-hmm. Now they still lasted for another five months, right. but it still was six months earlier than prescribed originally. Mm-hmm. So, but at the same time now I had a fear of, but what if my cancer comes back because I didn't get what these two other top, top of their line surgeons had told me should, should happen. And who was I to, call this guy, you know, mm-hmm. call him out. You know. So I, I just followed his lead and, and that was in, um, 
that would have been in May, I believe May of 20. And in September of 21, my cancer came back. Mm -hmm. Uh, My my PSA level started going up and it took, it took three months of, of going to the hospital. I was in and out of the hospital quite a few times. I was going for other things as well, but I, I know that I had done at least 20, 20, 24 visits to the hospital in those three months, getting all kinds of tests. And eventually it, it, they found it. It had gotten to my bones, mm. uh, stage four. And, um, so <laughs> this was kind of horrible. They, they said, so I mean, I'll never forget. It was right around Christmas time, the holidays. It was, uh, December 20, 23rd. I had the, the biopsy done. Mm. And so I went for the biopsy and then the guy says, well, we got to drill in. It was in my, one of my ribs and in one of my collarbones. I said, we're going to, we're going to drill into your collarbone. And, and I, and they were doing it while I was awake. Oh, wow. It was, um, and I had a number of different scans trying to find it. And after you get enough different types of scans, eventually you get to the one that you really need. But previous to that, the insurance company denies it because Mm -hmm. it's, it's newer and more expensive. And so they, they just don't approve it until you go and try all these other things. Mm -hmm. And so after two or three months of all this other I'll say nonsense because they pretty much knew that it wasn't going to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, did I get to the, the CT scan um, or the PET scan, excuse me. And, and so. Um, hey, let me interrupt just for a, a, a second. Um, we're at 25 minutes. Uh, so what, what I want to do is I just want to continue and we'll cut it and we'll turn it into two parts. So. Okay. So I, I think I think we're this is good information and people should know. Yeah, about I'm this. sorry, I'm a little long. No, no sorry. worries, no worries. Um, I want to ask a question here since you've been inter- so rudely interrupted. Um, <laughs> did they stop your Lupron? Was that what they stopped? Um, yes. Okay, so he stopped Lupron, and then like four months later, your cancer came back. Um, um, do you have a medical uh, oncologist? You know, it's interesting in California, I did not have an oncologist. I just had the urologist. Uh-huh. Um, in Pennsylvania, I had a urologist. And then when the cancer came back, he, is, he, he assigned me to two, introduced me to two oncologists. One was medical and one was um, uh, radiology. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And I, I had my options. I met with both of them. And... Um, uh, the radiology guy said, this isn't going to be like your 40 treatments. This, this is, you know, this is going to zap you pretty hard. Probably there's a high likelihood we'll break your bones mm-hmm. and do some permanent tissue damage and things like this. But, um, so, um, and other kind of long, full, long-term, you know, chronic issues could come about, but it will get it. But, you know, and I, so at some point I went back and forth between whether to go the medical route again um, or to do that. And I called him twice and said, you know what, let's just zap it and see if that doesn't do it. And he, he actually talked me off the cliff hmm. and said, we, we can do that, but what well, maybe, maybe you should try this other stuff first. And I did. And so now I'm back on Lupron and, um, and, a, and another, uh, the apalutamide, uh, mm-hmm. which is a, a pill. So I get a quarterly the, injection. Or, or later. Early, yeah. 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 Um, uh, but I think Erlita is the uh, generic 
name, right? Apalutamide is the actual drug, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, the brand is their leader, yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah. I, I think but, at this point only Janssen manufactures it and uh, they got it. call it whatever they want. So to. has the Lupron taken your numbers back down and stopped the cancer from spreading? The the combination of them did. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know. I don't know which one it was. I started uh-huh. them both at the same time. The, uh, yeah. yeah the, I think that that's what they all do. That's what I did as well. Uh, Erlita yeah. and Lupron, and Lupron every three months, and Erlita every day. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And I'm um, I'm in the, you know, there's. Uh, it's interesting with the side effects because. Like I have a lot of swelling going on in different, you know, different parts of my body, and um, one of the one of the other things is I've been having a lot of joint pain, mm-hmm. and one of the side effects, um, maybe from each of those, is um, but the combination for sure is <clears throat> the on, early onset of uh, osteoporosis, and um, also um, uh, what's the other main one? Um, uh, oh, loss of muscle mass. Mm-hmm. So I've been been working out, you know, pretty pretty good, pretty right. pretty much, and and trying to offset that. And um, but the swelling. So I don't know if the the swelling and the joint pain is being brought on by the drugs or by the working out or by getting older or and the combination of you know. And so one at a time, we're we're starting to take. Well, they put me on an anti-inflammatory mm-hmm. for one. Uh, plus, I have a knee surgery coming up. So, but but I I had uh, so I'm, on, I'm we're we're playing around with different options now, and one of them may be to reduce, uh, both you know the the apalutamide to see if hmm. if if that's the cause or you know if not start that up go back to full dosage on that and hmm. and try something else and see if that works and and whatnot um you know and which is interesting too because if it's like okay that and then maybe that'll make my side effects a little bit less. Um, but then that also increased the risk of the cancer coming back. So it's right. a really, really weird uh, it's a, it's a, feeling. It's, it's a, a catch-22. Right, it's a just, thin line you have to walk. And, yeah. and, 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 you, and none of these cases are alike, so they, the doctors don't seem to know what to do from one to the next. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, it's, uh, it is medical practice, right? Yeah. But... Um, so, but you don't know until you try, and and um, so so or or even switch replace that glutamine or something else is an yeah. option as well. Mm-hmm. So um, and then see how, how that affects me. So I'm waiting to see where we go next. Mm-hmm. So that that's kind of the stage where you are now. Yeah, and the other thing that one of the other side effects. I mean, there's a, a number of them, of course, but one of the other ones with these with these. Um, with these hormonal therapies, I remember, I think, I think both, I'm, I'm not sure exactly if they read the same, they probably don't have the exact same side effects is, or are uh, like emotional. It could be emotional swings. Um, <laughs> I know those. Right. Well. Yeah. And, and, and I've asked my wife if, if she's noticed that. And cause I think I'm pretty steady. And she said, I think she said, no, she hasn't, but, but you know, but they're, hormonal therapy so you know i kind of joke with her about you know first time around i you know i lost a lot of my body hair and i, I said i uh i said um, i don't know what i said i said 
I said something like, my, I think my hips may widen and maybe I'll start lactating now that I'm on two different kinds of <laughs> therapies. Or something, you know? I, I call it, I call, I call it menopause. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's rough. It's so, rough. I, I, I would love to have your wife on, on our podcast to talk to her about. Yeah. We, maybe we could arrange that if you, if you don't mind. Uh, I want to ask, mm -hmm. ask, um, you know, I guess I'm hearing that your wife's been a great support for you. And um, can you can you kind of talk about her? Talk about that? Yeah, um, I can't imagine going through this on a couple different levels without her. Yeah, Um, both, both physically and certainly as a support you know, for lack of a better term, mechanism. Um, she's, um, you know, just, I mean, post-surgery, you know, being on a, on a, um, uh, what's the word, the bag you got to wear. Yeah. Um, the um, right? catheter. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Having a catheter, I mean, she was, she went above and beyond, you know, helping me deal with that and, and whatnot. And, um, as well as just other things that was, I mean, that was kind of short term and, you know, but it seemed like eternity while you're going through it. Sure. But, um, but, but also she's, she's very pragmatic. I think I am as well, but, but when you, when you're going, when you're the one going through it, you don't always, can't always see it as pragmatically as someone close to you might. And so she would often bring a pragmatic matter of fact, um, side to things that look is this is this and this is this and why don't you just do this but i'm open to whatever you want to do or whatever it would be Mm -hmm. and so the support that i got from her and on many levels was um um, i just couldn't imagine doing it without her so Mm -hmm. she's been 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 absolutely wonderful in in those ways and and like she's a, a japanese lady a lovely japanese woman and and so you know, one of the other things going through menopause is, is uh, you get you get hot flashes, right? Mm-hmm. And and so she she <laughs> she gave me a Japanese fan, right? The collapsible fan, oh, nice. so it, it, it travels well, right? So uh, I could I could you know put it in the uh, the seat back and you know in the jets because I flew a lot and break that out, you know, and and I was kind of felt a little bit funny doing it, but I didn't care. It's like if you got to do. It. Right. <laughs> got to have some circulation. You got to have circulation. But so and you know, I like it. I like the house colder than she does. At least sometimes. Now I find myself. I'm either cold or I'm sweating. Mm-hmm. It's 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 the extremes now that I'm back on these treatments. But but um, but when you get, you know, I mean, there's some nights where I just get hot flashes so bad I just have to get up and go somewhere else, change into something else, and 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 change the sheets, you know, and stuff. And right. then, and uh, she's been so supportive and, and so just turn the ceiling fan on or whatever, you know, when she it would be, you know, she'd just put another layer on herself. Right. So she's, uh, yeah, emotionally, physically, well, so many ways been so wonderful. Nice. Nice. Well, um, I think we can probably uh, give Jill the last word here. Um, and, uh, and then we'll promo the, the next episode. Um, wow, Kevin, this is uh, really powerful stuff. I think. Um, if and, if and Mark, if there if there's time, I don't know if 
if if if there's time for that second episode like you mentioned or maybe we've already got more than enough material for two but there was one other point that i wanted to bring up if you know that could be another time uh, but uh yeah let's go let's go let's go well you know i'm i may i think i mentioned this to you once in conversation and that is that um you know, a lot of people, and I was, and if I was going to generalize, I think a lot of guys don't like going to their doctors, mm-hmm. right? And and so you could easily miss, you know, like how I missed finding out about uh, about my cancer, my P, my PSA levels being high. I didn't do it because I don't like to go to the doctor. I did it because I was traveling extensively for my job. Mm-hmm. I was fortunate at a young age to find find a passion, and that passion became my job. And I was traveling extensively um doing that and um in doing so i neglected to go to the doctor for a few years mm-hmm. and I, if i had a you know bronchial thing i would i i would just call and say hey i've got this can you just prescribe it and she knew me well enough that she would prescribe it and i would just pick it up when i was in town next time and that kind of thing or whatever mm-hmm. town i was in but it was because of that it was because so but we talked about balance and and so I've, I'm so passionate about my work and my work ethic is kind of over the top with, you know, I'm a gig whore. Mm-hmm. And, and so by, by doing that, I neglected, I neglected to, to pay attention and to, to follow, to, to, to hear what my doctor said or to, to, you know, that is my passion that, that led to my, my cancer not being discovered early. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, when I talk to students and people younger than me, I'm in the, in the, I'm a, you know, an audio guy in the music and business and done film and TV and stuff. But when I talk to younger people about it, you know, I always, whoever I'm talking to, whatever they want to do, I try to I encourage them to f- try to find their passion and, and follow their passion if they can. Mm-hmm. And even if it, they can't make a living, you know, keep doing it. Rent is real. So you got to work, but but you have to have a balance. And in this case, I was way out of balance. Mm-hmm. Um, my passion led to my cancer, as it turned out. Right. Right. Wow. Yeah, Jill, do you want to um, <laughs> You want to follow I'm, I'm that up? I'm sort of in awe of all these things we've been talking about. Yeah. It's just been... It's been an amazing story, and you know, I'm I'm still kind of taking it in and yeah. finding that I still have questions to ask. Yeah. I don't think we'll cut um, this up, uh, but I th- I do think Kevin that we'll probably, uh, with your permission, we'll have you back for another episode. Maybe um, with your wife. Maybe with your That'd wife. Yeah, That'd something like that. We can we can talk about it after we after we sign off on this, but. Uh, Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Sorry. I, sorry. I went long. No, 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 not at all. Not at all. Uh, so my last word would be to Kevin. Thank you so much for your openness and honest, honest, um, just your honest speak about this prostate cancer. It's, it's, um, such a hard road. And especially when the doctors start to mess with your hormones and um, it, it kind of not only does prostate I mean I guess last word okay last word <laughs> I'm having a hard time coming up with one last word um, prostate cancer 
messes with your manhood. But these other things after the cancer just really, really throw you off balance. So, I mean, I would just have to say thank you so much for your bravery and for your willingness to talk about it and to urge other men to stop and take care of themselves. That's it's so important. Um, even even women, even myself, um, one of my girlfriends the other day, I have, I take care of my mom who's 91 and I take care of Mark here with, with his medical problems. And my friend said, you need to take time to take care of yourself. So, I mean, I think that comes through with your talk that um, it's so important to stop our lives just for a minute and check in on ourselves, see how we're doing with our with our physical state. Yeah. 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 So that's kind of yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Oh yeah. Well, we'll, we'll definitely have you back. Um, uh, but for the moment, we're going to promo our next episode, episode 11, which is called, uh, cut it out and throw it away. I'm, I'm kind of going in, in, uh, chronological order, uh, of my, my, my path and things like that. But, um, uh, so that'll be that, and and we'll get Kevin back here uh, really, really soon. Maybe the following month. Could be, yeah, could Episode. be. We'll, we'll we'll figure that out. Yeah. Um, and if he's willing, yeah, yeah if he's willing. willing, yeah. And like Jill said, maybe maybe your wife could join us, Kevin. Um, oh yeah, and there's there's much more to be said on. It. Thank you yeah. for considering. Yeah, that, no, that would be great. Well, there is so much. You know, one of the questions on on this was. Um, what didn't the medical profession tell you? What did the doctors not tell you? There's so much that they don't yeah, tell you. There's a lot more to cover. And so I think, I think yeah, so, we have a lot more to talk um, about with you. But in in the meantime, uh, everybody, I, um, uh, please uh, be strong and uh, persevere. persevere. was a Kevin Kimmel show live. <laughs> <laughs> ah.